0: If you knew us, you knew we threw the best parties on campus. Obviously, we had rivals. I mean, we had people with more money. We had frats and sororities. But our parties were legendary amongst the town because it wasn't just dictated towards friends. It was open to everybody. There was periods of time where we would just leave the door and the sliding glass door open, and people would come in and out from all around the complex to our work friends to random people who go to the U of I, to random people who go to Parkland, to the random people that were just here. Our parties were fucking massive. And I'm not trying to just live in the past and say, oh, I w- you remember I was the king? Of-. No. But there, there's a couple lessons that I want to share that I learned. But first I wanted to say, we lived on 107 East Springfield, right on the edge of campus. It was me, Sophie, Bianca, and Sophie's ex-boyfriend, Ali. I met so many people. I met Joe because we had these parties. He worked at uh, Papa, Papa Dell's, I think it was, right up the street. He worked there. He met Joe, who brought the Sigma News over. I got my bid to join Sigma Nu because of these parties. I thought everybody were just friends. I didn't even know that they all knew each other. I was just meeting them at the parties. They got alcohol. They, no, nobody ever had to bring alcohol because we bought it all. And we feed everybody, too. So I was cool with everybody. And they were like, man, this guy's cool. Let's give him a bid. I still have Joe and Tom's shirt in my fucking closet right now next to my uh, bachelor's degree. It's great. It was one of the best times of my life because that was when I was free. I just got divorced. And uh, I was having a hard time. And I moved and got my own apartment. But after a while, we, me, Sophie, Bianca moved in. The apartment complex we moved to, Bianca actually already lived at. She lived upstairs. And we moved downstairs to a corner apartment. <clears throat> we actually have the record for the most noise violations in history. <laughs> of the uh, history of the apartment complex. So what does this have to do with anything? What does the, the party have to do with life? What, what lessons? One of the things is that something that I struggle with was just growing up, not like adulting, not being an adult, not anything weird, but just the fact that I started everything late. So society kind of has a standard to where, you know, unless you're getting a, a medical degree or your doctorate, 21, 22, you should be done. Married by 25, 26. Kids around that time, usually people get married. Oh, we're having a kid. Oh, we're getting married. You know, um, you should be cleaned up and life should be perfect. And by 30, you should go get your membership at the country club. Because somehow, just because you have a bachelor's degree, you should have an extremely high paying job. And everybody's happy. And then your wife, you know, is at home and is drinking wine. And you're on the golf course with your fucking shirt tucked in looking like an asshole. And that's not really how it goes. And the people... I know people like that. I know people who have done that. And I'm not saying that there's one way... That That's the problem. There's no, there's no one way for everybody. I know people who are just like that, who have done that, and could not be happier. And I love them. Know them. And... Uh, I know a lot of people who have faked it. I know a lot of people I have conversa- I've had conversations with rich people middle class, all that, who front and fake and are miserable, who sit down in front of each other, eat dinner and do not speak to each other. But when everybody comes around, they're like the ideal couple. And that's because there is this standard of expectations by friends, family, and society as a whole. That we have to act this way, that we have to do this. That's why I always, when I worked at the country club, I've always respected the people who start shit. The people who come in, Spencer, Jeff, his brother in law, who come in, they're inappropriate, they're making jokes, they're having fun because this is who they are. So, no matter how old you get, you could be who you are. There is no standard for you to live by. You should be good to people, yeah. Shouldn't hurt people, shouldn't steal, shouldn't, you know, of course, you shouldn't kill people. It's a lot of negatives that we shouldn't even have to discuss. But outside of that, you should be able to be yourself. And that should be good enough. So I always kind of felt weird because I wanted to party and uh, I wanted to have a good time, I want to be social. And it's like, well, you're 25, you shouldn't be partying. Well, you should do this, you should do that. And I was still going through what I was going through. So I want you to know that there is no standard for society. There is no real standard. You should just be yourself because whatever issue you have, you shouldn't prolong it. And we all know what's going on inside. You cannot run, hide, or lie to yourself. Because you just end up feeling like a dumbass, feeling like shit. And you know the truth. It just causes more pain. But there were some things that I needed to go through. Of course, my thing was I was mourning somebody. I had been broken up with. My heart was broken. I thought I made the right decision. The world isn't how I knew it. And I didn't want to deal with the pain, so we partied. And the benefit was meeting a lot of awesome people. And another benefit is I didn't turn and make it a negative thing. And just be a dick to everybody, like being an angry drunk. Another lesson I learned was about people. Like I said, we bought everything. We always bought everything. But most of the people, like we knew a shit ton of people. But most of them didn't give a fuck. Because when the party's over, they didn't want to have lunch with us. They just wanted to use us for alcohol. So generally speaking, people are pretty decent. But you will be used by people if you open yourself to being used. Now, we were more than happy to open our doors to people because obviously a party with a lot of people in there is cracking, which attracts more people. But I really wanted to just meet new people, meet new girls and just have a good time. So I wasn't really worried about it. But I learned that people are there. If you allow yourself to be used, you're just going to be fucking used. And I was used. It was a fucking asshole named Travis who uh, Bianca met. I actually ran into him not too long ago. But I met Travis, and he seemed like an awesome guy. He could dance his ass off. He was fun. He was upbeat. I met him. We just clicked. Bianca asked if he could live here because he was having some hard times. This guy ended up stealing people's shit. This guy ended up not not only not getting a job, but being la- a lazy asshole, using all of our stuff, feeling entitled. And he actually took a friend of mine, who is a notorious gang member, took his cell phone. They were coming to kill him, and I begged them not to. I got on my knees and said, please, man, don't do this. I know he wouldn't do this. And after I spoke up for him, he proved me wrong. So that was one of the times I learned about people, big life lesson. And he was a problem after that super toxic individual. And then when he got kicked off and we kicked him to the side of the road, he cried. He left shit so that he can have to come back. It was like this plastic bin of like shoes and, and clothes and stuff. And he was like, he was talking shit. Like if we didn't do this, this was going to happen. So I threw it in the middle of the driveway, everything broke <laughs> and it was everywhere. And then he said, ask for his shoes, we threw him in the river." He was just a fucking asshole. So when you make yourself vulnerable, you could be open to attack. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't be vulnerable in any scenario. This is widespread. You should be able to. You should be able to make yourself vulnerable. Just do it for the right people. So it, let, it taught me a lot about people because I was meeting so many others, so many people who are miserable, who have mental illness, so many people who are really happy. And the people who were really happy, we were drawn to. And the last thing is I learned a lot about myself. I learned I was lonely. And I just, this this party was, it was, it was fake. It was a facade. Sure, I had tons of good time and I have met some lifelong friends, Joe Namath being one of them. Shout out to Joe. But I was lonely. I just wanted to, I just wanted somebody's attention and I got multiple people's attention but it wasn't in the right way so sure we can sit there and say oh man it was a it was a badass party we got fucked up and I took so-and-so home but what that doesn't mean anything because most of the time if I'm getting late I would just fall asleep because I was so drunk during it or you know how good can that be when you're just absolutely shit-faced I'm probably somebody's worst person ever story somewhere. So the whole thing was really because I wanted people around so that I could feel some sort of warmth, some sort of need met. And I was really just confused about everything. I was so confused about what life was at all. I was so confused about my family because why don't I have a good relationship with them? I was really confused about girls because my heart was shattered. I was really confused about what I should be doing because I couldn't really narrow down what I wanted to do in school and in life. So when the party ended and it's back to reality, it was the worst. It was like, okay, well, what do I do now? I don't know what to do. So there's going to be multiple parts to the party and maybe next time I'll tell you when it was over.